Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, we're going to be talking about some legendary creatures of the forest. Nathan will tell us about the Leshy, a powerful fairy-like figure from Slavic lore, and how he's going to tackle the one and the only Bigfoot. As always, expect some foul language, and it's time to get ready for another Human Exception. God, the cats are fighting in the cat tower. Um, no. <laughs> we moved it into the living room yesterday and like they, they love it. So Oh, it's exciting. Like, yeah. It was in the kitchen before. This is better for them, apparently. <laughs> they just live there now. Oh god, Freitas would have fell off. <laughs> oh no. <Okay. laughs> Welcome back to the human exception where there are cats. Um uh yeah, so we have another episode that we're recording. It's a thing that we do. Um some news. We are now at 867 downloads. This number just keeps going up. That's crazy. Lot, right? That's a little... Yeah. How much has that jumped in like just a couple of months? A lot. A lot. A lot. Math. Yeah. Numbers. <laughs> it went up numbers. Thanks it to went you. Up numbers. Yeah. Yeah, we're going up at like 50 to 75 a week or something like that. So like that's um, impressive. <laughs> Woo! We love you all. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. And yeah. This Putting is... up with our weird shit. No pressure. Weird. <laughs> but this weird. is what this podcast is about. So this if you true. like weird shit, that's probably why you're here. Yes. Yeah. If you're having a good time, we'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, heck yeah. Do we... uh? I mean, you could obviously edit this out if you need to. Do we want to mention that we'll have a Discord server at some point? Um, I mentioned it in our sign-off in our last episode, but we can bring it up here. Yeah. Oh, balls. I missed that. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Um, I put it on the sign-off, so not many people may have heard it. So True. Hey, That's guys, fine. we have a Discord server now. What up? So if it's you feel busy. like joining us, yeah, it's busy. If you feel like joining us, talking about different weird cases, ta- giving us suggestions on what you think we should watch, or you know, recipes, we're into that. Yes, um, you can find you can find the link to the Discord server on our website, thehumanexception.com, and just go to the contact section. There's a link there, and you can just join in with all the fun. We're 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 literally in there. You can literally talk to us. I don't know why you would want to, but we are there. <laughs> so like. Enter at your own discretion. That too. Yeah, like this podcast, <laughs> um, there will be foul language. She'll recommend it 18 plus. <laughs> yeah, please no children in the server. Uh, no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to hang out, come hang out. We just oh, yeah. talk about the same stuff. And honestly, if you're if you're a little whose parents let you listen to this thing, well, that's their bag. <laughs> I cannot hear the word little without thinking about dirty, I, dirty connotations. So, about died. Oh my God. 
not ready for that. <laughs> And that's where this episode's starting. <laughs> well, yep, there we are. You know, <laughs> this is just how. Yeah. So if you like that kind of weird shit, that's what the Discord servers apparently like. I don't even know. It's also very gay, so just be ready for that. Yeah, our not not safe for work channel is pretty much just whatever Hallie posts in regards to smut. So vampires. Yeah, it's pretty good. If you like sexy vampires, the Safe for Work channel right now just is for you. Well, that's a good that, that's a good point. Like, it's just that if you thing. don't like sexy vampires, you're wrong. You're well. See, now that would be also my opinion, but to each their own. <laughs> if you're into sexy Bigfoots instead, oh, Hallie's got something for you today. I'm so bothered by that. <laughs> <laughs> Hallie can hook you up. If you like no, sexy please. Bigfoots. God, God she knew where all the sexy cryptids are. I need <laughs> you both to stop. Now I'm just like, oh my God, things have officially crossed the line. I need to leave. <laughs> I need to go away. Speaking of cryptids, today yeah. we're talking about cryptids. Cryptids. Yeah, so in case you don't know what a cryptid is, um, it's the science of cryptozoology. Um, basically, animals that aren't creatures that we have no real evidence to prove that they exist. So these are things like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, that sort Mothman. of stuff. Mothman! Mothman, yeah. So I think built mostly in urban legend. We've actually no scientific evidence to prove their existence at all, but there are plenty enough people and stories that believe in it that, you know, there is a whole science dedicated to this now. Yep. Oh, but let me tell you, the Facebook comments on some of the articles I read, people were popping off on the Smithsonian Magazine. I was like, what the shit is happening? Mm -hmm. This is incredible. They were mad. Like, oh, you're just a so-called scientific magazine. What do you know? I have seen Bigfoot personally. Oh, my God. I was howling. Yeah. It was amazing. <sighs> Facebook is trash. Get rid of it. <laughs> Unless you're in the biblically accurate angels Facebook group. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have the best memes. <laughs> I use it mostly for food. So... Yeah. I get a lot of recipes from there. <laughs> from the biblically <laughs> accurate age of the group. Uh, no, I'm just what? kidding. <laughs> yes. I would love that. That would, how to would make that your, not be amazing? How to there, make your food look like biblically <laughs> accurate angels. There was a post the other day of someone who asked their mom to bake them a birthday cake that was a biblically accurate angel and just had a bunch Shut of Bibles on it. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, it's just I'm people good. doing inappropriate things with chicken wings. That's all I can imagine. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> all right, um, Nathan, do you want to go first? <laughs> no, but sure. Let's... I'm so proud. <laughs> you were here for the live show, so you you, you yeah. get short straw. Your turn, okay. buddy. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm talking about uh, Leshy today. Originally a sort of like from Slavic folklore. Leshy is described as this sort of uh, demon slash caring forest spirit. Um, I'm just going to I'm just going to start this off by everything I am reading and everything I'm going to explain to you about Leshy 
does not strike me <clears throat> as demon. Uh, except for um, maybe their springtime rituals, which content <laughs> warning. Uh, it's yeah, the rutting season? Uh, it is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's it's mostly like Think about if you were to run into a druid hermit in the forest and start burning down the forest, well, what would he do? He would fuck you up. That's basically what the Leshy, what Leshy is described as. Uh, it is a forest spirit who sometimes appears to people as a uh, wizened old man who has like a mossy beard and like green, crazy moss like hair. Sometimes will show up as a um as like a a giant that almost uh described as like a giant human um, more human-like ant. Um, and it is so big that when it like moves, that it makes the wind blow, and its body is just like covered in thick bark. Um, but all in all, it is a spirit that cares for, uh, that is the guardian of the trees and the animals. Uh, Supposedly, he does have, uh, Leshy does have helper demons um, or helper spirits that take care of all aspects of the forest. Um, and obviously, Leshy is particularly unfavorable uh, towards hunters and uh, lumbermen. Coming in and killing my animals, coming down, chopping my trees. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Uh, however, one of the more interesting things is that on the side of a protector spirit or a benevolent um, forest spirit, those who come into the forest and are kind to Leshy and are kind to the forest often are said to have received gifts or rewards. Um, a lot of these types of rewards are seen by folks as like maybe peasants who have farms that have a hard time hiring people uh, or taking care of their uh, livestock on their own or even their uh, even their crops. Uh, a lot of the help and the gifts will come in, you know, Leshy and his helper spirits coming in to take care of the cattle that have, some of them have been neglected because this person just doesn't have the bandwidth to take care of it and coming in to take care of the crops. So like yielding better crops when these farmers know damn well that they think they haven't done the work that they could have, right? 
Um, and yeah, so it, I don't know, like the whole thing about like, ah, it's a demon really kind of like turned me off immediately. Um, that sounds just like Catholic propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, it, it, I don't know if it's so much like Catholic propaganda or if it's like just the fact that there is like a, a retaliatory nature to the fact that humans are coming in and doing bad things. That makes so sense. Yeah. It, 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 it immediately like certain connotations like outside of what Kayla had said outside of the like Christian Catholic skewering of that word. I feel there's something in the back of my mind. This is going to bother me now until I go look it up. But like demon wasn't always seen as a bad thing. in, in some of the pagan beliefs. Yeah. Right. I believe like it's connotations really originally like back to spirits. And it's just demon is just the information. Like it's the malevolent form of a spirit. Yeah. Yeah, so if it's angry, it's a demon, but otherwise, yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, apparently, uh, Leshy it does sometimes um, have a wife. Uh, Only sometimes? Well, it, it's one of those, like, is probably, possibly has a wife. Depends if he's um, sleeping on the couch or not. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he lives He lives alone with his family, a wife named Lesha Chica. Yep. I, I think I, I did not. I don't think I said that right. Uh, okay. But I'm, I'm definitely posting this in our, uh, in our chat and you guys can, uh, his wife, is actually considered to be maybe possibly uh, a fallen or cursed human woman who left her village in living alone with his family in the forest, uh, along with his wife. Some people think that his wife is someone who was a fallen or cursed human uh, who left her village to go live with him. Um, so they have a bunch of children that live with them. Some of them are theirs. And others are children who have gone missing in the forest. Just like an Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt situation. <laughs> <laughs> Just adopt anything that wanders into your yard. Um, that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing I was thinking was straight up like, is this where the Noah story came from? <laughs> mm. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> uh, apparently cult sites dedicated to the Leshy are known um, to be set in like sacred groves, um, tree areas. Uh, there's also a Leshy feast day, which is celebrated on the 27th of September. Oh. Yeah. As long as it's a feast to the Leshy and not for the Leshy where everyone who shows up gets eaten. Well, I mean, 
Who needed little those? Little column A, little column B. It could be a little of both. Yeah. Who no. needed those kids anyway? <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, there are some, you know, like equivalents. Uh, Teleshi, like the satyr or pan or the centaurs in um in like Greek mythology, kind of have that similar forest protection and um uh, vengeance <laughs> for the forest being done wrong kind of vibes. Um, there are also. And I think Hallie, you're gonna, you're probably gonna recognize this, but in obviously current media, different manifestations of the Leshy, which is sort of where I originally kind of gained my love for this thing, but was in The Witcher Three. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I thought of. Yep. And uh, I've never read the books myself, but in the in the books apparently there is a part where one of the hunts that Geralt does is uh, going after Leshy as well but yeah their depiction of it in in the game is very cool uh yeah. it is this it's basically this giant bramble tree man wearing like torn human clothes, like covered in moss, and its head is a skull with like a fucking like 14 point deer head. Yeah. It's like an elk skull. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. They will also fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. It is terrifying. It was a lot of fun to fight. Also very frustrating to fight. Mm-hmm. It's terrible to fight in Monster Hunter. I We never finished that. Fuck that quest. <laughs> <laughs> and like you had to fight it as Geralt and his like His whole setup in Monster Hunter wasn't like the greatest. You did get some of his magic and stuff, which helped out, but in general, it just wasn't great. Also, I usually play an archer, so the play style is completely different. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Let me just get all up in this thing's face and hit it <laughs> until it kills me. Great. Yep. So. Moving, moving back to the um, to the folklore bit. Um, apparently, it is it is obviously forest dwelling, as we know. It is iron resistant and highly intelligent. Hmm. Um, so, again, um, a lot of it sort of it has the ability to polymorph. Um, and a lot of folks generally see it, um, 
as like a like a cross between like a wildcat and a bear with big fangs and big sharp claws. So it kind of takes on the features of the of the creatures that it that it blesses and that it um that it is given its direct protection to. Um if anyone is um is abusing the forest, it usually very quickly uh, overtakes its victims and then devours them whole. Tasty. Yeah. No crunching, <clears throat> huh? Just gone. Just gone. Woo! Mm-hmm. It's efficient. Well, this is true, yes. Yep. Snakes have something figured out. I was just <laughs> thinking that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you could bite into your food or you could just wallow it whole. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in, uh, in some stories, Leshy inhabits an enormous palace with his wife, as well as a bunch of other serpents and beasts of the forest. What kind um, of palace? Yeah. Like, what does this palace I look like? No idea. It can't Dang. be like classic stone European palace. I'm thinking like some sort of like forestry cathedral. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like big, tall trees. Yeah, it's it's got to be like a grove of some kind. You know, and that's probably like a translation thing too. Yeah. Um so the Leshy spend their winters in hibernation. And this is where the content warning comes in. <laughs> uh every spring whole tribes of them run amok through the woods yelling and screaming. And raping any woman woman they oh, find. Well, cool. Um, fantastic. That yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> right. Yelling and screaming. That went. For, yeah, really. That went from oh, vengeful spirit guardian of the forest. If you fuck things up, to oh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just vengeful. Not if you fuck up. Not okay. This. Yeah. Is, um, in summer, they play tricks on humans, but don't harm them. I feel like something's missing there. Something yep. is, yeah, there's something. Like, again, that feels like Christian propaganda of like, oh, these are Should bad be. demons. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was completely consensual because <laughs> fairies and stuff have that kind of relationship with humans. I was not. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. When autumn turns, uh, they become quarrelsome. Uh, they want to fight and frighten off creatures and humans. Which, you know what? That kind of tracks, right? Because as autumn's coming, they know they're going into hibernation. Um, I would assume that you would probably want to be more aggressive and like make things less welcoming to humans in the, in the forest. Um, and then... At the end of the year, when all of the tree leaves drop off the trees, they disappear back into hibernation. I'm so confused. <laughs> Do they like dig into a burrow or at least turn into a tree? I have questions. Yeah. I assume they just turn into a tree. Polymorph. Fair. <laughs> Polymorph. <laughs> 
Now we're all just slightly uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for your questions, Hallie. I don't want to ask. I don't. Even, <laughs> I'm trying to to like line this up in my head, and all I can think is: Do we really have to go the route of violence against women again? Do we really have to do this? Yeah, <laughs> and like I feel like that is their. It doesn't really know. line up with the rest of their lore. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's part of like their because these are coming from like all different areas too, right? It's all like every different piece of every different sort of mixed culture that believes in this is going to have slightly different stories. So if they mm -hmm. look at them as the demon, maybe that tracks. And if they have their little demon followers, maybe those are the ones that go out and do the thing. But yeah, it doesn't like, to me, it doesn't feel like it makes sense based on the fact that, hey, you know what? Uh, we're just here protecting the forest and the and the things of the forest why would they be going out and doing any of this yeah because then it moves from forest guardian to occupying force yes. yeah and like what's the purpose behind that like just seems strange yeah we have yeah. questions if you're a leshy expert please let us know <laughs> yeah and like my the sources for um, for a lot of these uh, there's like there's a couple in here that are very specific like Russian uh, like obviously like the Slavic mythology uh, Russian social life um, books uh, Russian wonder tales so I'm wondering how much of some of these articles and whatnot are just like it, it doesn't specifically say like exactly where where this piece of information came from. I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just finding so. to find trying to find some citations about it. But I came across this. Unless he might be as tall as a tree or so small that he he could slip under a blade of grass. Oh. He might be a whirlwind of leaves, an, an, an owl, a wolf, or even an old man clad in fur. Okay. It was easier Fair. to hear than to see Aleshi. His voice might imitate the rustle of leaves or the sighing of the wind in the trees. With an alluring or tempting calls, he can also entice humans off safe forest paths. Hmm. Huh. He could do this for fun, although the trickster's idea of fun could endanger or even kill humans. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Yeah. You know once a human is in its path, well, their only hope for escape was to make the leshy laugh. And the simplest way to do this was to strip and put every item of clothing back on, either inside out or backwards. A leshy would find this silliness irresistibly funny, and the human <laughs> would hear laughter and find himself suddenly or him or herself suddenly return to their familiar path. But should a human be foolish enough to truly angry anger Leshy, there would be no escape. 
For the Say unfortunate, that. were led into the deep forest and tickled to death. What? That sounds terrible. I oh. do not want that. See, wow. I can see this like tickling thing and the like getting naked in front of the leshy being eventually reinterpreted to something more vicious. Yeah. By a bunch of sickos. Yeah. What's that? No. The, the same article, though, does have the same thing about, um, yeah, wild and nearly mindless with primal joy and dangerous to women during the spring. Wow. Yeah, so, I don't know. So sources come from, yeah, Russian fairy tales and an essential Russian mythology. So it sounds like it's lots of stuff from Russia, so, like Nathan said. Yep. Well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely have more questions about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ditto. Uh, cryptids. Fucking cryptids. All right, well, who's next? Uh, how? Yeah, I can go. Okay, I, I don't remember who the order we do anymore. Yeah, I, Actually, you you should go up to me, so I'm next, technically. I don't care. You went first last week during the live show. It's all yeah. good. Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. It's okay, all good. If, you, if you want to go, you can go. I think it's Listen, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> who doesn't like Bigfoot? Go to town. As I try not to cough into the mic. There we go. <laughs> Um, okay, so as I was telling Kayla before we started recording, Bigfoot is a very strange internet hole to go down, and I found plenty of things. I was trying to focus on Ohio, since that's where I currently reside. Um, it got weird real fast. <laughs> got really weird really fast. So we'll do a little bit of Ohio stuff. And then we'll expand out into like real general Bigfoot history because there is actual Bigfoot history. Uh, I did not realize that. <laughs> <laughs> this um, fine. I this is fine. This is fine. So we'll start off in mid January 2020. So just a year ago, before all of our lives changed. <laughs> And we were all stuck at home for a year. Uh, winter, it's January 12th. So it is winter here in Ohio. And we have two men in the woods. They're out for just their average weekend hike that they always go for as long as the weather's halfway decent. And it is halfway decent that day. There's not really any snow on the ground, but it is a little cold. And these two guys are out in Guernsey County, Ohio. Yes, Guernsey like the cow because it is named after the cow. There you go. Um, they're out in the woods, no big deal. And they're out on this hike and their typical trail does not end the way that they think it does because they run across something that they were instantly convinced was Bigfoot. Dun, dun, dun. What? Here you go. Here's the picture. If it'll work. I don't know if it'll work. Pictures are being weird right now. Oh, it's a J fifth. That's why it's weird. Oh, so if you open it, it should open up. Yeah, but that is the picture they took. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Uh, it looks like a dude in a fur suit, dude. not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's shockingly close compared to the pictures you typically see. Oh, my God. Around Bigfoot. I know, right? It looks like a dude in a hair suit. I'm not going to lie. It's, it really does. They're all like, oh, Bigfoot, the Bigfoot in the woods in Ohio in a state park that we always go hiking in. So I looked into this. This place is called Salt Fork State Park. It is um, in this Guernsey County. Guernsey County is, for anyone who is not familiar with Ohio geography, and why would you be? Salt Fork is like 90 minutes due east of Columbus, which is the capital city, which is where I live, of our beloved Buckeye State. So it's actually past the hills and the cliffs of places like Zanesville, Ohio, which is part of um, Zanesville is kind of an interesting place because you can actually see where glaciers had moved through. It's a very hilly, very rocky area. Um, and Salt Fork State Park is also about an hour away from the Pennsylvania state border, to give you an idea. Um, okay. But it, this place is very famous, apparently, amongst Bigfoot Hunter, <laughs> of all things. Uh, it is supposedly, according to people who are Bigfoot experts in the area, the place to go if you want to see Bigfoot in Ohio. This is where you go. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> He's got a regular like, show or something? I'd, apparently, yes. So these two guys, they're out on this hike. They claim they see Bigfoot. And they snap this photo. And then this gets around to news channels, but not for a year later. It didn't what? show up in the news until February wow. of this year. <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay. So, Bigfoot. Why, why is this park supposedly one of the spots where you can go to see Bigfoot? Um, there have been three main, or actually four main places, I should say, uh, that are said to be the big areas you go. And this is where it, it's like when people go ghost hunting, right? People go Bigfoot hunting in the state park. <laughs> I love this so much. So multiple sightings have been reported at these places. There's a place called Morgan's Knob, which is actually yeah. where I know Knob, <laughs> where <laughs> I know I'm 12. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, where they actually filmed several episodes or no, sorry, one episode of Finding Bigfoot which was a short run TV series and also monsters and mysteries in America, which is basically just, you know, the history channel, but there's no history. Uh, <laughs> also filmed an episode from there. Uh, there's a place uh, known as the Buckeye trail or more properly on maps, Parker road. Apparently if you just drive down this road, sometimes Bigfoot just walks fucking across the road. So there's that. Uh, it's also the place where you can go and stay in a cabin. It's apparently very popular in the summer um, because people like to go there and wait for Bigfoot to show up. Just, you realize you know, you know what you have to do, right? I have to go and wait for Bigfoot to come rummaging in my trash like a fucking bear. Yeah. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Especially before you leave Hawaii, man. <laughs> just... Hell no. We'll be fine, you and Jeremy. Just have a nice quiet weekend. Most likely, it'll be a quiet weekend. Just camp out. Nothing will happen. But it, you could see Bigfoot. I am gonna pass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't believe in Bigfoot. I don't, but I also don't camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that. Oh, yeah. all right. 
that I don't camp. No, this 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 being does not sleep in the woods. I don't <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> there's bugs out there. I don't do it. All right. <laughs> Uh, and then there is a place known as Bigfoot Ridge. And it is a primitive campground that was, y'all are gonna, I about shit myself when I read this. It was the area where Kathy Lee Gifford and Hoda Kotobe filmed an episode of their Today Show. Why? Because they said they wanted to see Bigfoot. <laughs> I about oh. spit. But did they? I don't think so. <laughs> Sad for them, I know. Uh, and then, of course, in 2012, Salt Fork State Park was named as one of USA Today's top 10 Sasquatchiest places in the U.S. Sasquatchiest, okay. Sasquatchiest. Okay. All right, okay. good job, USA. Um, but uh, also notable, there is a Bigfoot conference in Ohio. They are still planning on holding their conference this year. It's supposed to be on May 16th, 2021, and it is called the Sasquatch is, Triangle Conference. That is way too soon. It's way too soon. Yeah. They're already, their Facebook page is real sketch. No lie. If you go look this up, it's, sorry, y'all. It's sketch. It looks like a bad uh, Angel Fire website. It's not great. Uh, it's really bad. It's really bad, yo. Uh, so apparently this conference is also hosted by something called Relic Hominid LLC. I couldn't find any more information on them, which automatically sends my red flags up. There's no real info on the Facebook page. The Sasquatch Triangle Conference. Uh, it, 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 there's some sketch going on. Something's going on. Okay. But maybe. But maybe it's the Bohemian Grove. <laughs> okay. Maybe that. Maybe that. I was thinking because they haven't actually found real proof of the Sasquatch that they don't want you to find real proof of them. Oh, it's like a conspiracy. Yeah. Everything's a conspiracy. Yeah. Everything's a conspiracy. Everything's connected. All right. So I did find a feature on one of their um, like more famous, we'll say, quote unquote, speakers. His name is Don Keating. And he developed an interest in the, quote, Bigfoot phenomena in the mid 1980s. It gets wild from here on out. <laughs> so buckle in. Um, this is from the Facebook page for the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. So he's one of the featured speakers at the Sasquatch Triangle Conference. He's known as the godfather of Ohio Bigfooting. He's also a member of the Ohio Bigfoot Hall of Fame. <laughs> Oh, my God. He has spent hours and hours in the field, quote, investigating reports and monitoring areas of activity. And he's, of course, the founder of the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. Of course he is. Yeah. Okay, but what's his day job? I have no idea. Okay, but what is his smut collection like? <laughs> it's just Chuck Tingle books. <laughs> 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 delighted now okay um he's he's published many many monthly newsletters and books on the subject of bigfoot and i will end with this uh direct quote 
Of late, Don has scaled back his Bigfoot work to pursue other passions, but he remains the person in Ohio with the deepest and widest knowledge of the topic in terms of the Buckeye State. Well, like, you're making your hobby a somewhat of a career and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting to me about all of this is that even with a little bit of minor sleuthing, there's just not a lot of information about this guy or the Ohio Bigfoot Conference in general. What I do find fascinating is that libraries will have them come in to talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> I've, no. I've, yeah, I didn't do it, but someone else that I know did for a while. And as kind of a lark, just like, you know, it's, it's, it's an interest. People have an interest, totally get it. That was a, that was a thing. Um, I don't want to out anymore from there. So I thought with, with a, a deep lack of real information, other than this person saw Bigfoot in a state park in 1992 in September or whatever the fuck. Like, okay, so why don't we pull back the lens a little bit and go a little broader? Because pretty much every state has Bigfoot sightings, which I find fascinating. But Bigfoot has only been kind of in the public consciousness for about 60 years or so. And um, there's a really great Smithsonian article. It'll be in the show notes. But I found this to be really interesting because there was a small Northern California newspaper called the Humboldt Times. And this is familiar. It might. Yeah. I feel like they've maybe probably other things. (laughs) <laughs> been infamous for some other things uh, that would make sense. Um, this road construction crew had discovered big human-like footprints, and they were 16 inches long. And this is where people just kind of lost their minds. The paper was actually the first to give the creature the moniker Bigfoot. And it's been a fixture of particularly American imagination ever since. And we'll look at this here in a minute, but there are Bigfoot or wild man myths from all over the world. So it's really out there. There is a family, a whole family of globetrotting Bigfoot. No, of like just (laughs) regular ass people who have to fucking get custom 16 inch shoes that are fucking hating people. Yeah, we Shaquille walk around. <laughs> we walk around barefoot one day in the woods, and suddenly <laughs> we're a fucking cryptid. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a person. <laughs> Listen. I'm people. People. <laughs> oh my god! See, the thing that I never buy about the Bigfoot like feet, the um, imprints that people mm. get is like they don't look like mammal feet at all. They're flat. They don't right. have any sort of creases or um, like arches like any other mammal does. Right. And so me, as like, I, I was yesterday anatomy as an artist and stuff. So it's like, I'm like, this doesn't look like anything. <laughs> it looks like you took a cardboard cutout and pressed it into the ground. <laughs> right. Or like how people used to make crop circles by taking a big old board and <laughs> flattening shit. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess what I didn't realize was that because the Bigfoot moniker has only been around for several decades, 
the term Sasquatch has been in American mythology for a much longer time. And this is kind of where we see the start of this because these creatures populated the mythologies of the American, Indian, and Native American tribes in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and that's Sasquatch where, native? It is, yeah, it's a native word. I, I think it's just because of everyone attributes Sasquatch and Bigfoot and Yeti as the same thing, we forget the origins of some of this. Um, so there was a... <laughs> So this is where we start getting where you were talking about the the footprints, quote unquote. This is where this gets really interesting because those prints that caused that newspaper in Northern California to popularize the name Bigfoot, um, it was actually admitted when this guy named Ray Wallace died in 2002 and his children admitted that, yes, he did that. He planted those prints. It was all a joke. He played a prank, and now we're stuck with this myth, <laughs> which I thought was kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, good job, buddy. Um, so the, there's just all kinds of weird stories around Bigfoot. People seeing it, people, um, you know, again, like that picture those guys took last year. Sorry, sirens. Hold on. Just like a billion sirens. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Um, what Smithsonian was actually looking at was how the, the myth kind of transformed over the generations. So um, it was actually uh, written by a researcher, a, a folklore researcher, that the modern American manifestation of a human-wide cultural concept of Bigfoot is not a zoological reality. And was tying Bigfoot in America back to the Australian Yowie and the Himalayan, Himalayan wow, Yeti, which is uh, this creature with an upright posture and a bunch of really shaggy hair and big feet. And they're also known as wild men. And they're actually a way for earlier cultures to hold up this look at humans and what if we never became fully civilized? Is this what we would look and act like? So it's a, it's a comment on the nature of human beings in general, which I totally get down with. But what I thought was really funny was that as I was doing a, uh, <laughs> I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't. I did it while well, I couldn't sleep a few nights ago. I was like, oh, I'm going to regret things in the morning. All right. And I did. Uh, there are a ton of videos, of course, out there proving that Bigfoot or Sasquatch is real. There are Bigfoot clips from places like Alaska and Oregon and Utah, mostly while people are camping or backpacking or they're like camped out in a tree blind. Just like, oh, we're going to see Bigfoot two hours later. There's one deer that walks by. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Not really. A lot of the camera feeds were completely unwatchable. They're grainy. They're shaky. It's like Blair Witch threw up all over the place and had a Cloverfield baby. Like, it's just really bad. <laughs> it's such and, a cool video. Exactly. Exactly. You can see 
actual thought almost being put into the way that these cameras are really, really shittily mounted. And I was like, yeah, okay, but you did that on purpose. Uh, or it's security footage from like a state park or something. I'm just like, okay, all right, all right, all right. But what I wasn't expecting was to run across a video uh, from Jane Goodall, and she was being interviewed a couple of years ago. If you don't know who Jane Goodall is, um, she's a very famous ape, particularly gorilla researcher. And the first couple of minutes are interesting because she is um, talking about how years ago she admitted that um, she's always very open-minded about things, but obviously lack of evidence doesn't mean that there is evidence type of thing. And when the interviewer asks her, like, straight out of the gate, like, so, Bigfoot, and she just kind of, here's this, like, frail-looking old woman, you know, who's very, very famous and, and has worked in the field of gorilla and ape research for decades. And he's asking her about Bigfoot, and she just kind of laughs. She's like, everyone always asks me about that right out of the gate. <laughs> like, oh, poor lady. Um... But she does go on to talk about how every single inhabited continent has a Bigfoot or Sasquatch or Yeti or wild man myth. So the Yowie in Australia, the Chinese wild man. And she talks about how she would love for it to be real. And she's heard from so many people who have told her and they swear up and down on their lives and their kids' lives and on the Bible and whatever that they've seen a Sasquatch or a Yeti or a Bigfoot. And she ends the whole question with, so there's something, I don't know what it is, I'm always open-minded, which I thought was just strangely charming. And <laughs> obviously her not wanting to go on record saying, yes, Bigfoot is real, but also no, Bigfoot's not real. <laughs> so there's just, just a ton, there's a ton of stories out there. L literal books have been written on this subject. There are casts made of supposed Bigfoot tracks. There are sightings that border on, you know, the ridiculous or the almost believable. And there are people who swear up and down that they've seen the famous bipedal, shaggy-haired creature going through the woods or climbing a mountain or coming out from underneath a bridge. I don't know. I don't know what we're left with at this point, but I thought it was an interesting little diversion into a deep rabbit hole that I was only willing to go down a couple of levels into <laughs> <laughs> without being like, oh, I don't want to get obsessed with this. Um, because to be honest, I think the idea of Bigfoot is interesting. I think it's far more interesting of it being that mirror that we hold up against ourselves to see what human beings would actually look like without the proper trappings or proper trappings, without the trappings of civilization that we've created. Um, it's fascinating in that way. I don't think Bigfoot is real. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, and honestly, I don't care enough to dig more <laughs> into it only because why? Like I, uh, you know, um, but I will end with this. So to quote from that Smithsonian piece, um, some people see these crypto hominids as symbols of pure freedom, living by instinct and foiling every effort to pin them down. To search for Bigfoot in the forest is to taste that freedom. On the trail, you become extra attuned to nature, the smell of scat, the sounds of breaking branches, the curious impressions in the dirt. As long as there are wild places in America, Bigfoot remains a possibility that, to its most ardent proponents, cannot be disproved. So there True. you go. 
little bit of Bigfoot, a little bit of myth, a little bit of Jane Goodall not wanting to go on record about whether Bigfoot's real or not. So good. <laughs> so there's a part of me that's like, because um, there was a time in which, like, you know, modern humans and like Neanderthals lived at the same time together. Yes. And we have records of that, that they have interacted, that there's even chance, you know, plenty of opportunity totally. to be interbred with them as well. Like, part of me wonders if like this has just been a myth that's been passed down to humanity like always yeah. the other in the dark right right or that's unfamiliar and just like this is just the modern version of that it i mean i definitely see that as as very likely and then you have you know this idea that it, it's not just an american or a northern american or a native american thing it pops up in so many places and it would make it would track that if if humans and Neanderthals were you know living together at the same time that our our humans' brains would see that as the other right yeah yeah like it's so easy to see shapes in a forest or in the dark oh my god and yes humans by nature our brains are designed to make patterns that are familiar to us and the yep. most familiar thing to us is other humans yep so. And Go yeah. back to go back through philosophy. Go back to Plato in the cave, right? Like you, you can see where all of this stuff starts to get connected because our brains are processing things so quickly, and we're we're trying to fill in those blanks. That's where creation myths come from. We're trying to fill in those blanks and explain things that we see or phenomena that we experience, and it's just easier to make something up and say, this This is obviously happening. This is what's happening. When really, honestly, I think someone in that state park is having a real good old time walking around in a Yeti <laughs> suit. It's like a fucking Wookiee, right? It's like cosplaying out in the woods. That was some Wookiee <laughs> cosplayer just trying to take oh pictures. <laughs> I'm very sympathetic to people who are like really into Bigfoot and all this stuff because yeah, it would be nice to believe that there's something in the world that we really don't know and that's kind of magical and mythical to it. But also, if we actually had these creatures out there, these alternative humanoids, the amount of food that they would need to be oh incredible. We've got no fossils. We yeah. have no evidence other than people's stories and visuals to say that this even happened. Right. And there's no way that they go, like, especially all over the world, not one would have ever been found. With seven plus billion people, yeah. yeah how does that get? Yeah. How does that get missed at this stage? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's you know it's like yeah we're finding new insect varieties every fucking day, but like a large scale mammal like that doesn't just hide. That's about eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, obviously, there are people who very fervently believe in this. So if you're a listener and you believe in both of it and you think you have something that, to make us think otherwise, please send it our way. Yes, please prove me wrong, because that would be dope. I I loved, actually, and deeply enjoy being proven wrong. But at this stage, good fucking luck. <laughs> you're going to have a hard time, at least with me, because I'm a serious skeptic. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I want to believe in this stuff as much as possible, but it's just, like, until I'm presented with some actual believable evidence to me that like has some sort of scientific backing i have a hard time buying right. into it exactly especially for such a you know myth has lasts for so long that we just said nothing yep yeah. this this strikes me as the um the proving slash disproving of the existence of god situation is yeah. science is there are scientists out there who are like 
well, we've seen this, this, and this. So obviously that proves that God isn't real. But science's job is to not disprove things, but to prove things with facts. Otherwise, everything else is in the I don't know category. So it's like, okay, well, there's no proof. So we just don't know. Yeah. And I am like, okay. And I, when, when the facts are there, then I'll be like, okay, cool. The facts are there. Until that time, it's, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't doubt that people ran into weird things in the woods and like, you know, totally. without a doubt, you could like there's all sorts of things that could scare the shit out of you if you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So like I sympathize with people who are terrified of it and had a terrible experience. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And that's it for this week. Next week get your parachute pants on as I tell you about the Fresno Nightcrawlers. As always, sources and pictures can be found on our website, thehumanexception.com. Do you have an idea for something you want us to cover? Want to tell us that we're wrong or just want to say hi? We now have so many ways for you to contact us. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Human Exception, email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com, or come join us in our new Discord server. You can find the link on our contact page. We hope that you have a wonderful weekend and keep being exceptional, my humans. <laughs>